Explore the darkness. Explore shadows beyond them, within them, the other side. Explore rage, horror, pain, fear, hate, lust, greed, anger. Explore the worlds of darkness. Explore your chronicles of fear. Explore worlds innumerable, filled with nightmares. Dark Days Radio is a podcast dedicated to horror RPGs, primarily focusing on the worlds of darkness and chronicles of darkness. Dark Days Radio also is home to Dark Hammer, a Worlds of Warhammer podcast. You can find all of these episodes at www.darker-days.org. Join us in the shadows. players where theatrical people play role-playing games. My name's Matt, I'm your compare for this uh, Deja Vu backstage episode uh, where I am joined by Alex. Hello! I'm joined by Josh. Hello! By Dave. Hi! And by Ellie. Hello! Hello Ellie, uh, veteran of all but one of our previous seasons. Yes. What? Yes, yes. <laughs> In fact, all, all but one season and all but two recordings, because there was one parallax recording that you weren't in. Correct. Yes. Uh, and we're going to have a little retrospective about your time on the show now. Yes. Of the eight out of nine seasons that you've been in, mm-hmm. what moments still stick with you? Um, so the one that came to my mind straight away was the moment where I thought I had to kill Dave. <laughs> in oh. Parallax. Oh, yeah. And I nearly, like, sorrow quit. <laughs> you did? I remember that. I found I found my boundary line. Yeah. <laughs> Listening to it, having not been there myself in that season, mm. you could really hear your voice start to crack at certain moments. <laughs> and I could just picture your face just awash with grief. I nearly cried. <laughs> and, and I did consider in editing because a lot of the time when we have those back and forths about how to resolve a role I often cut a lot of that discussion out and just for the listener's benefit just go straight to okay what did you do and mm. here's how it here's how it shakes out but for that one I felt like I had to I wanted to leave it in because I wanted everyone to understand what a like what an emotional and, and intense moment it was for for you particularly but for everyone around the table yeah Dave didn't seem bothered he was like yeah just kill me whatever <laughs> yeah I was listening back I was like gosh I sound very detached from this <laughs> yes I guess I need to die <laughs> but as a, as, a, as a player if you are if you are killed in a sort of heroic way then that is great you've got the power to do that whereas if you're the person that's doing the killing I think mm, you even yeah. said that early in the episode yeah. and that's an awful thing to have to do yeah yeah exactly but obviously Matt is a merciful <laughs> leader and, and he was like oh, you could probably just, probably just really badly injure him <laughs> that'd be fine yeah probably just shoot his arm off that'd yeah. be fine yeah, yeah. <laughs> which of course it was and he looks better without it <laughs> so yeah that, that was that was the thing that came to my mind first um, and then um, maybe the second thing was uh, in 
amnesty where I dragged a person along the tracks behind my horse. Oh, yeah. Oh, until they were just like a little bag of bloody bits. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, yeah, that was graphic, wasn't it? It was a lot. It was a lot. And it was one of those ones where listening back, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you monster. And I think it was a collaboration between the two of us because mm. you, you definitely wanted to be brutal because you had like you were like, I, I lasso her around the neck and pull her off her horse and drag her behind me. Yeah. But then I, it was, I think it was mostly me that brought up the detail of the railway track yes. down the middle of town which is a yes yeah. you did the noise <laughs> yes. so you're worse than me <laughs> yeah I mean it was it was a great moment for drama um, but it did I think probably chip away a little bit of my soul as well <laughs> I was going to say your two favourite moments have been you being incredibly mm. violent <laughs> yeah 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 well you know but you it's, can't it's, do it in real life <laughs> it's it's like it's a nice picture of your growth because it was an early season one where you did it and uh, it was graphic and you listened back to it and wondered what you were doing mm. and then the, the later season one was one where you had the opportunity to be very violent and you were horrified by yourself <laughs> yeah but I mean it's quite different when it's a, not a real person character and when it's someone you're actually friends with in real life who's sitting there at the table yeah, looking at yeah, you yeah 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 uh, it's interesting I don't know if you can bother to go through all the past seasons and do stats for it but I'd like to see like a body count of oh, yeah. who's, who's done what because I mean Vicky and Elliot got me up there do you know what there I mean there was a, hard done definitely yeah there was a, I was tracking that at one point I think I tracked it through mostly I tracked it through Amnesty mm. and if anybody was tracking our watching our Twitter account while Amnesty was airing uh, I was doing every time an episode came out I did track the body count yeah. mm. <laughs> I can't remember who shook, shook out most no I don't know I think I think in, across all the seasons Vicky will have done quite well yeah. because she got rid of a lot of um, bodyguard number two type people mm. in uh, yes. spy Spies, series yeah. yeah you did blow up that boat though oh yeah oh, oh there's innocent people oh, on it oh I did <laughs> but, but we established that that at least one got away so, oh, so that's I fine guess. Then. that's fine because <laughs> boat minus one that's you know. fine that's the total number that's, that's like neutral then isn't it half a job Charlie not getting the job done do you know what I mean it's okay I made sure he never talked about it <laughs> oh good, 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 good. Uh, other moments were the terrible botch job Josh and I did in Let's Get Gideon trying to infiltrate the building with terrible accents and an overactive taser <laughs> Was that when you were when you were going in cat burgling or when you were you no? Were going in undercover? It's when we were going undercover. <laughs> so Josh was still in his security guys, and I was. Oh, you were Olga, or someone, yeah. or someone with some sort of yes, European it was a accent, yeah. pan Eastern European <laughs> accent. We wanted to go and investigate the toilets, if you remember. Yes, that's right. We needed to look at the toilets, check they were suitable for our clientele. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they were having none of it. They wanted to escort me into the toilet. And um, because I roll so badly, I couldn't talk my way out of it. And then Josh got taser happy. So all in all, great fun to do. Didn't come out very well. Did it? <laughs> um, then, then another moment was um, another slightly violent one, which was uh, me knocking down Cobb with a rolling pin in the Cloud Skipper <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, and causing Strat's narrative to spiral. Was it a rolling pin or was it a frying pan? Frying pan. Oh, it was a frying pan. You're right. It was a frying pan. Oh, yes, that makes a much better noise. It was definitely yes. a frying pan. Uh, yeah, and then just rugby tackling him to the floor and sitting on him, which... Yeah, I think Strat kind of enjoyed, but also panicked because... I, yeah, I, I wasn't in that season, but I was in the room yes. while the recording was happening yeah. and I could just see the panic in his eyes. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big moment. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed in Amnesty having a few minutes to play CSI. Um, analyzing that blood spatter was yeah. great fun. I believe you had to correct me because I kept calling it splatter. Yes, that's right. That's right. And that's that's <laughs> not the technical term. It's not correct. I know that now. Yeah, yeah. We we learn something <laughs> every day. So yeah, they were they were the things that popped out. But I mean, there's loads of moments. It yeah. was I I just went with the immediate ones and tried not to think. Oh, but but all the other amazing things and there's probably loads that are more. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else got any memorable Ellie moments? I think that Hyperviola one from Amnesty was one of my favourite. <laughs> Just the rampage that you and Helen went on. Yeah. Um, you, you formed this weird double team that was just basically like Carnage. Yeah. Team Carnage yeah. arrived in Amnesty and it was like, it was great. It was great fun just to watch it unfold. It was t- team no witnesses. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I blew up the boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that was that was great fun. I remember in the um in the first parallax when it was just the two of us oh, and yeah. we went down <clears throat> to meet the snake lady and you just <laughs> failed at everything so badly that it was just awful. And I was like, Well, this is the end of this story then. We're stuck on this planet forever. Yeah. Our gameplay just resorted to we need to run away. <laughs> yeah, we got to the point where we were like, right, Matt, how do we get out of this then? <laughs> I remember <laughs> listening to the spy story that you did, season five, oh, yes. Codename Mosaic. Codename Mosaic. And it was set out very, very early by you, Matt, that torture wasn't a thing that you wanted to explore. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten that. In, in general, because it doesn't make for good listening. It can be quite unpleasant, and people that can be triggered by that sort of thing, it's not a pleasant listen. Um, so, Elliot, I'm, I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to say your, your interrogation techniques, mm. because you couldn't resort to, oh, I break his fingers, oh, I... Poke him in the eye. I don't know. You had to resort to actual, like, face to face role play to get the information out. And it was painful at times to listen to because Matt wasn't giving a lot up. But, like, kudos to you to exploring that creatively to come up with a different way. I think I just kept offering them crisps, didn't I? Yeah. Mm. Because we'd established that you had a special technique where it was like you get them to accidentally drop details. Oh, yeah. Yeah. By having banal conversations. And I think I hadn't quite worked out how to role play that opposite you. And I remember, I think that was our, that was the beginning of our. Uh, minor catchphrase what are you going for yeah <laughs> what's your intention what do you here? want <laughs> but what I'm trying to do what was really nice was that your sort of bafflement worked for the character you were playing as well because that is presumably how one would respond if you were expecting a violent interrogation and then someone just kept asking you what your favorite crisps were so it, it worked well yeah but um but I also don't think I knew the answer to what do you want. <laughs> yeah, and I kept talking about snacks in that episode, yeah. didn't I? Everywhere we went, every safe house, I was like, have okay. you stocked the fridge? Important knowledge to have. Yeah. It is, it is. And that was the season as well where we had, I think, our one and only sex scene. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we did. We faded, we faded to black on it, but it, it happened. Tasteful. Yeah. yeah, it happened. That's another stat that you can throw in there. At least Ellie's winning that one. So. Yeah, the, the body count I'm really bothered yeah. about. <laughs> wow. Body count. That's, that's how we're, we're quantifying that now. Great. That's not how I really Is that why feel. I faded to I black? a joke. <laughs> So, uh, because it was the, the the first that you said, and that you said it was the first one that came to mind when you started thinking about what was the most memorable moment. Yeah. Um, we're, I guess we're going with Parallax. It's going to be the one that is your plus one uh, to remember. Yeah. Yeah. Because you had that intense moment where you accidentally shot Dave. That memory is strong, and that version of yourself is easier to 
bring to mind. Did she get a plus one to shoot Dave in this coming <laughs> scenario as well? It's the only time in that series where, because I've been shooting so badly, I thought, I really hope I continue to shoot badly. <laughs> so then, of all those eight seasons that you've been in, is there one that you feel like there's unfinished business or the story isn't finished or you, you would want to revisit it at some uh, some future time? I think so. there's two seasons that were fairly obvious to me because I think they have real scope to do like several seasons of. Um, one was Mosaic and one was Let's Get Gideon because they're both not formulaic, but they're both kind of like you have teams of we're spies, we're a heist team, and then you can encounter different stories and keep keep rolling with it and they were both ones that i think partly because they're so action-packed felt really fun to do yeah i guess the and particularly in fact with both of those genres as you did more and more there would be you would have a bigger and bigger backlog of people that you've wronged yes and that are out for your blood yeah that you can start bringing back in future yeah. seasons and also on the flip side of that you build a network of useful people yes. that you can revisit for different things as well and i think they were both seasons where i had various skills that i never put into use for, oh, just because yeah. the narrative never gave me the opportunity to so that would be something fun to sort of do that i didn't get to do the first time around is the, is there one that is more than the other that you feel like there's you have unfinished business in probably the heist yeah i'd be really intrigued to do a heist that uh, went well <laughs> um, <laughs> i want to know what that feels like <laughs> hey every, i believe the final role of that season meant that everything that had happened up yeah. to that point was all part yeah. of your plan so <laughs> i mean i feel a little bit like we were children playing monopoly with a parent who we went oh no it's okay there's a rule where at the end everyone gets given some money so you've actually all done really well <laughs> Pity win. Don't worry, you can just roll this dice, and then uh, if it comes out with a result you like, then you've won everything. (laughs) And if it doesn't, we'll just roll it again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, with that in mind, (laughs) that means that uh, that season, uh, season four, let's get Gideon, a heist season, you get a plus one for that one as well to recall that. Okay. So then the the million dollar question. which of these versions of yourself that you've played is yes. the closest to the real Ellie and which is the furthest away? Um, so I feel like this is a bit of a boring answer, but the, the, the series that feel the closest to who, who I am in real life are the ones where we're, the setting is like very similar to the real world and we're actually doing theatre stuff. Yeah, that's sort of... Yeah, I guess that's So for natural. me, it was um, Ariadne, which is the first series, Five Stage, stage of Rescue... And upstaged because they were all the closest to the uh, world. Uh, sorry, what was sorry. that? What was that last one? Upstaged. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I don't know what happened there. Um, so they're definitely the ones where I felt like I was pretty much just. Well, what would I do in that situation? So yeah, those were the ones. It's hard yeah. to distinguish between them. Yeah. Does any, anybody ha- want to weigh in on out, out of those three? Which which Ellie felt most like? Actual Ellie. Yeah, so that was Ariadne, Five Stage of Rescue, and Upstaged. I think definitely Ariadne for me, personally. That makes sense. I mean, it was the first one we did. Yeah, yeah as, like, were. as time went on, you became less like yourself. Yeah, I was, I was more, more confident to make um, decisions that I probably wouldn't make in the real world to just see what would happen and do it for fun. So. The, those characters were almost exaggerations of pre-existing characteristics of yourself. Yeah, you exactly. Sort of yeah, you just got it turned into a character, a caricature, a mm. caricature of each of your various 
strange personalities. Yes. Yeah, and I think in Ariadne, I was quite concerned with the admin. Yeah. Um, you took you took charge a lot in yes. that season, which is very you. Yes. All right. Well, that gives you a plus one to remember your Ariadne self. Okie doke. Uh, and then, so which one's the furthest away? I mean, it's it's got to be Town Called Amnesty. <laughs> the levels of violence are... <laughs> Very not you. Very not me. Um, but possibly indicative of an underlying level of rage that I wasn't aware I had. <laughs> Was it cathartic? Oh, yeah. Along with the... Um, yourself. I mean, I had a great time doing it. And actually, I lied a little bit earlier. When I listened back, I was horrified and thrilled. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I would definitely say amnesty. Okay, well, so that gives you a minus one to recall... Ellie, what was it? Ellie West Desperado yeah. is your name. Oh in my that god! Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Married to Will Smith. <laughs> of. So that's minus one. That's a minus one to remember that one. A minus one. I have so many notes on that sheet. Actually, a regret from that series was that I basically forgot Tilly was there. Yes. <gasps> okay. So she true. was like there at the beginning, and then I thought. I just forgot she was around. Mm, yeah. And at no point did I put a tiny saddle on her. <gasps> mm. What would have ridden her, though? Like a, a mouse? mouse. A mouse. <laughs> <laughs> we know it's a mouse, <laughs> Do you feel... So, because you, you are the person who's done the most seasons... I, feel I like am very seasoned. You are very seasoned. Uh, I wanted to ask about um, characters. Okay. Uh, other memorable characters that you've interacted with. Do you feel like you have... Like uh, friends that you've made along the way, or enemies, or even potentially a nemesis. Oh, so I obviously always really enjoy our interactions with Errol. Mm-hmm. Although I also find him very annoying. <laughs> Bing, <sighs> such a lovely character, and oh, yeah. I think we all fell in love with him a little bit. Like he's just so sweet. So definitely Bing. Um, I don't know about like a nemesis. I mean, you I angered, them all. I I angered a lot say. of people, but I got yeah. rid of them. <laughs> I did really enjoy the somewhat banal conversations I had with the uh, old rich lady in the Spy series when I was trying oh, to get yeah. information about like the upper echelons of the exclusive <laughs> VIP access. I can't, she was called like Marjorie or something. Something like that. Yeah, I can't. I, yeah, I hardly remember her. But I kind of enjoy those interactions yeah. where it's someone that we see once, we never, never <laughs> refer to or see again, and it's often a sort of banal conversation because you're just trying to get one piece of information yeah. from them. I, d- I really enjoy that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's quite fun. Just to do a throwaway person. Like I can, I can go a bit big with this character because I know that we don't have to sustain yeah. them or yes. give them like believable, consistent motivations. Yes. So basically, Matt, of all of the characters that you've created, I like the 2D ones. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that, you know, you, you really don't have to create any backstory for, put any effort into. The ones that when we try and find them, we can see that look of terror in your eyes and your, your, your eyes racking up a generic name. Because if you've got an established character, you go through and I can see you've got pages of lore and, you know, personality traits and stuff. And they would say, oh, what's the barman look like? You're like, barman's called Keith. He's a tall guy. So that, maybe in the early seasons I was like that, but there was a point where I learned that if I blank on a name, I can just ask Ellie for one. Yeah. Oh, genius. I love Names. Uh, and that's how we that's how we we got speak her name in hushed tones <laughs> Lulu Bagoo from uh, Let's not, Get Giddy. not my finest work <laughs> yeah. said, I love names my favourite name is Lulu Bagoo <laughs> but it painted an, uh, an intense picture of her like we all knew exactly yeah. what she looked yeah. the that's moment true. you said that name that is true 
Yeah, I'm trying to think what the names I've come up with. Derek Hardweather, I yeah, think, is one yeah, I that came was up one of with. Yours. Yeah. Did you come up with all the code names in Spies as well? Um, I can't remember. I think you had a, you turned up that day with a big long list of potential code names. Mm. Oh yes, I did. Yeah. I did, but I they were all did. they were all didn't work, <laughs> and I ended up using either yours or Vicky's, I think. But I, I'm not very good at code names, just at people names, <laughs> like yeah. Lily Bagoo. Like Lily Bagoo. <laughs> yeah, standard people name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the normal ones. Well, final question. Yes. Um, you've done more genres with us than, than anybody else, but it, are there others that you wish we could have done or that you wish we might do in the future? I'd definitely like to do one that's uh, a standard procedural crime drama. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. So something <laughs> along the lines of, you know, Midsummer Murders. Yeah. Poirot. Uh, oh. So more whimsy. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Or like no, yeah, quite silly would be quite fun. Like a like Sleuth. a sort of sleuthy one. Oh, you could do like a Jonathan Creek style. Oh, I'd love to do a Jonathan yeah. Creek one. Um, but I would probably also actually like to do a, 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 a sort of CSI one as well, where you've got like the lab technicians. Uh-huh. Oh, we're just doing this DNA analysis. Let me put on some cool rock music while we <laughs> montage that. That'll work really well in a podcast. Absolutely, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think also like a which we sort of touched on in Drop Stitch to do like a like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but mm-hmm. not set in a high school because that would be quite irritating. But yeah. um, uh, uh, some kind of like supernatural mm-hmm. monster fighting yeah. situation. Those all sound uh, like tantalising possible prospects. You're for the welcome. Future. Maybe, maybe we'll see them. Maybe we won't. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> no one does. Uh, or, <laughs> but I do know that for now, you are ready to experience some déjà vu. been listening to merely role players in this season you'll hear ellie pitkin alex pankhurst josh yard and dave chris starkey chris buxy and chris helen stratton ellen gould natalie winter and strat all playing various versions of themselves along with special guest appearances by ellie pitkin as nia and the space jam continuum podcasts chris mclennan as candace I'm Matt, and I edited and produced the season, wrote and performed the theme music, and designed and ran the game we're playing. Like most of our games, this one's powered by the apocalypse. You can find more games in this genre at apocalypse-world.com pbta. If you enjoy Merely Roleplayers, let us know with a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or wherever you do your listening. You can also find us on Twitter at Merely Roleplay, at facebook.com slash Merely Roleplayers, and at MerelyRoleplayers.com. Merely Roleplayers is an independent production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Join us for more drama next episode.